come on. Come on. All right. Well, I'll lead it off. Welcome. Welcome to the Manish podcast in this uh, inaugural episode, inaugural, this pilot episode. Uh, we uh, learn about some wacky stories going on in the world, and we also um, assess each other's manliness with uh, feats of strength and feats of... We actually don't do feats of strength, do we? I, I don't think we do. No. We do movie quotes. Ooh, movie quotes. That's movie what it was. Quotes. Yeah. So stay that was tuned. My favorite part. All right. Hello. This is my name is Shane. And I'm Jason. And we are making our attempt at a podcast. I'm excited, Shane. Me too. I'll tell you that right what, now. We don't know what we're gonna name this yet, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, soon. there's a couple of good ones that I think we're kicking around. Hopefully by next time. Maybe the next podcast we will have an idea of what we're going to call this. But we're going to dabble our feet in this and see what happens. Uh, we're excited. Uh, hopefully, so our hope for this podcast is that we will be a format. Uh, the format will be an outlet of encouragement, laughter, some motivation for life and your spiritual walk, as well as to discuss things man-related. Man-related. Because I feel like if people were to look at me and you, they'd be like, those are, those are men. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at least one of us. Which one would that be? Um, I mean, here's the deal. Who has the better beard? I think I do because mine is like manageable. Who had the first beard? That would also be me. That is entirely untrue. Is I have been growing this true. thing for Just like... because you didn't know me back in the day when I had a beard... I grew a goatee in college. I've seen pictures of you. You've never had a beard. You, you. I do have pictures of you licking an ice cream like a freak. I grew a goatee when I was in college. Okay. I, I don't think there's any photo evidence, but if we ever get this up and running with pictures, we're going to need to see that. Right. <laughs> so. Um, so let's start with introductions. So we're going to introduce each other. So yeah. Jason, you introduce me. So this is Shane. Uh, Shane is scared of everything. Wow. Um, he uh, he is OCD about his cleanliness. I offered him earlier some earbuds because he needed earbuds, and he said that's not going to work for me and walks away. Um, he recently bought a truck because uh, he had some deficits in the manly area, and so he thought that that would help. The truck did nothing. No, no, it clearly <laughs> did nothing. Um, you got bamboozled on that deal, and you immediately had buyers. I got a really good deal on that you truck. You got bamboozled. I still can't get everyone license, knows it. but I got a good deal. Um, and you've got uh, a lot of kids, and what are my you kids names? can't control the thermostat in your own home. Because they overrule you. Hold on. So in your home, who controls the thermostat? I do. That is a lie. I do. Crystal, if you listen to this, Jason's no, wife's name I is do. Crystal. And no, I guarantee I you Crystal controls ask the thermostat. Her. You know, no. Ask her. Okay. All right. What do you set your thermostat on? 
Um, overnight, I'm at a uh, cool 66. A oh. fan runs the whole night. Man, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Not that I, I mean, don't have control over my thermostat, <laughs> but if I did. You just for my point. <laughs> if I didn't. Imagine a world where I, too, could turn it down to 66. <laughs> 66 is a good temperature. I agree. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Because some people in my house like to have it at, like, 75. Right. Could you That's, sleep at 75? No. I couldn't live at 75. I sweat. I, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sweater. <laughs> You also roll a lot. You're a roller, a sweater and a roller. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my introduction. How would you introduce me? Jason is a sarcastic jerk <laughs> <laughs> who I have loved to get to know for uh, the past few years. Right. And, um, yeah, um, good friend, good somebody I could confide right. in. I, yeah. I, also, somebody that if I really want to feel bad about myself that day, I'm going to call Jason <laughs> and be like, hey. Give me some advice. In fact, this podcast almost didn't happen. We had a little tiff yesterday where we he had some a moment of truth. That is not a moment truth. of truth. As your spiritual mentor and guide that in this is, life, I would pick this anybody season of life you. Yeah. that I needed to provide you with some guidance and some truth. And so, you know. And then I immediately said to my wife, I said, Criddle, I don't know that. Shane's going to continue to do this podcast <laughs> with me. And then your immediate response is, I'm not doing a podcast. I'm not doing a podcast with you. That's exactly how that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are excited to do this. So the format that we're hoping is to give uh, some informative news stories up right. front. I'm excited. This is the part where you've done the research. I've done some research. You have looked um, up to see what is going on. There's so much negativity in the world. There you know? is. And everything is so politicized. Most of it in this room from you. <laughs> well, touche, my friend. Yes. Um, but this is, you know, these are also uh, news articles that we just want to have some fun with. So, so, Shane, let's jump in. Tell us what is going on in the world. So, in Florida this week, a lady, what is her name? 70-year-old, 71-year-old woman had a turtle crash through the windshield of her car. She must have been shell scared. This is going to be a long. <laughs> this is going to be long. Hold on, I wrote two dad jokes for this. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get them, them in there. Tell me that's one of them. That was one of them. Yes, okay, I wrote that good. down. And seriously, how fast was that turtle going to go how through a happen? windshield? Okay, hold on, let me read the story. Because like, was she going down the highway and this thing like? Well, let's find out. Fell off of a bridge or April something? 22nd, a turtle crashed through the windshield of a car on a Florida highway and struck a 71-year-old woman in the head. But both the woman and the reptile <laughs> are expected to be I'm okay. Sure Pete is very happy. Pete has got to love this. First off, how did the turtle get in the road? I don't... I, how did it go through her windshield? Hey, Jason. Why did the turtle cross the road? I, I don't know, Shane. It why? didn't. It went through the 71-year-old <laughs> lady's windshield. <laughs> So the Port Orange Port Orange Police Department said a woman called 911 on Wednesday to report she had been driving on Interstate 95 when an object crashed through her windshield and struck her passenger, her 71-year-old mother in the head. <laughs> oh, that's the horrible. pictures that you sent me are horrific. Yeah, I mean, this glass is shattered. Yeah. Man. The dri- a driver stopped to help during the 911 call identify the object that came through the glass as a turtle. The 911 caller's mother was taken to Halifax Health, Halifax Health, in Daytona Beach, where the doctors determined a cut above her eye was not a serious injury. 
how do the doctors need to determine that a cut above the eye was not serious? Like, they should just know that. Right. What's the process of determination? Right. She is expected to make a full recovery, probably because it wasn't a serious injury. Right. Officer Andre Fleming, a police spokesman, said firefighters discovered the turtle was alive and apparently free of serious injuries. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering only a sc- only scratch marks to its shell. Oh, well, oh that's good. man. Fleming said firefighters released the turtle into the nearby woods so he could do it again. Like, did they even give him a stern talking to? <laughs> right. Like, did he get a ticket? Right. Who was at fault for this incident? Right. And is insurance going to recover? Did you know that turtles, like their shell is actually part of their skeleton? Like we think of it as, oh, this is like, you know, their home, but it's actually part of their like body. A turtle is like the RV of the animal kingdom. They That's live true. in their home and they can drive it. That's true. Yeah. The driver of the vehicle said she didn't see the turtle until it was in the air and falling toward her windshield. Well, of course not. (laughs) Police said the animal may have been thrown into the air by a nearby vehicle. (laughs) I didn't read that part yet. So somebody threw a turtle. Somebody threw a turtle to this lady's car. Mad respect for that person. I want to know what the conversation was. In the car where they threw the turtle. Like, <laughs> hey guys, check this out. Watch this, I guys. dare you to throw that turtle out the window. <laughs> this incident happened with a hold my beer. <laughs> uh, oh, right. He's got a picture of a turtle. Yeah, I don't think that's the right turtle. Okay. He, was, he was not available for comment. <laughs> right. he, he fled the scene when uh, they released him without a ticket. Right. Oh, here's a good one. Man bowls a perfect game with ball containing his father's ashes. You know, that's a great way to commemorate your dad. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't think so? I I mean... I mean, maybe his dad was a bowler. Maybe it was like their thing. It doesn't say. Let's read. Okay. An Illinois man paid tribute to his deceased father by bowling a perfect 300 game using a ball that contained some of his dad's ashes. John Hinkle. That sounds like a guy. That sounds who, like a guy who sounds, would bowl a perfect 300 yeah, game. Yes, exactly. John Hinkle. With his dad's ashes. Oh. 39, a two-time NCAA bowling champion for Western Illinois University, said his father, John Hinkle Sr., of course he's a senior, introduced him and his brother, Joe. This is just, Joe, this has got Joe white Hinkle. trash all over it. Joe to the sport of bowling when they were very young. Did you know that Western Illinois is known for a powerhouse bowling team? Was Joe Hinkle on that bowling team? He's the NCAA bowling champion from Western Illinois. You just said that. Oh, so you Googled that? I'm asking a question. Did you know? I have no clue. I'm just just reporting the news here. Okay. Hinkle said his two-handed bowling technique means he is only allowed to finger holes in his ball <laughs> so he had the thumb hold on hole. a second giggity so he had a thumb hole in the ball filled with some of his father's ashes after the older hinkle died in 2016 these ashes have been hanging around since 2016 right. and then he's like hey you know what we need to do we need to take dad bowling tonight <laughs> <laughs> i love the quote that we have here <laughs> i was talking to my brother and told him i'm shooting a 300 with this ball <laughs> and joe said do it. <laughs> and that's a direct quote in the article. In quotes, yes. 
Hinkle's prediction came true April 12th when he rolled a perfect game at Landmarks, Landmark Lanes in Peoria. Uh, that sounds like something that would happen in Peoria. Yes, the Hinkle family from Peoria. <laughs> from Peoria, yeah. Wow. I had tears in my eyes in the 11th and 12th frames. I couldn't tell you where that last ball went. I had so many tears just throwing it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the last quote, it's special. Dad shot 298, 299. Never had a 300. I had goosebumps. Chills, Hinkle said. He was there. Yeah, he was there. He was in the ball, you moron. You you took his ashes. Now, I wonder if this was a request of the dad. It doesn't say. I wonder if the dad was like, you know, writing out his last will and testament and said, whatever you do, burn me and put me in a bowling ball. <laughs> I want one last game. I wonder if he like, like over the top put his hat on backwards and he's like, I got this, Dad. We got this. He might have. Have you seen Over the Top? I've, yes, okay. I've seen Over right. the we'll Top. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay. Don't lecture me about movies. Okay. Um, here's a good one. Mystery animal in tree turns out to be a croissant. <laughs> I had this happen to a friend. Do tell. Is this a true story? Or you this lying? is a true story. Okay. His name is Dante. And he lives in Springfield. Not on this. Not, you're looking oh. down at the I'm paper, looking to like, see if this guy's name was Dante. We're no, going to find he, out. No, he, he thought that there was uh, a snake in a nest that his kids found. And they were like freaked out by it. Turns out it was a piece of bread. I wonder if this story is going to unfold like that. How does a snake I should show you the, the Facebook video. It was pretty convincing. Yeah, I'd like to see that. A woman in Krakow, Poland. Well, this I'm is sure it's Krakow. Lot. Okay. Is it Krakow? Yes. Krakow! All right. Krakow. Oh wow! Now, now all of a sudden, you're an advocate for the Polish. Yes, that makes a lot I'm of sense. Well known for my Polish advocacy. Okay. <clears throat> so, a woman in Krakow, Poland, had quite a fright when she saw what looked like a bizarre animal that had been hanging in the lilac tree outside of her home for a few days. Poland has lilac trees. Something now. The woman called for help dealing with what she thought might be an iguana, according to the BBC. When officers showed up at the scene, they were able to nab the mystery animal bread-handed. Oh, they put a dad joke in there. That is good. That was solid. Because the animal in question turned out to be a croissant, according to a Facebook post by the Krakow Animal Welfare Society. Uh, let's see here. The person behind the post theorized that the croissant was just thrown out of a window as a treat for the birds in the area and ended up getting stuck in the tree. Like, how is this newsworthy? <clears throat> How is it that some editor somewhere in Poland said, you know what, follow that story. There's something there. Do you really think there's a lot else going on in Poland right now? Krakow is a hotbed of... Croissant sightings? Croissant sightings, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Although the woman's worry turned out to be unfounded, she did the right thing because, quote, there are people willing to get rid of any animal that causes some trouble or just get bored, the Facebook post said. It's better to check and be pleasantly disappointed. Okay, first off, this person There's sounds super dramatic. There's a lot to unpack here. This there is, is the best one yet. Yes. Okay. What do you got? Like, what? I want to meet this person and I want to know, like, what is their day-to-day -day life like? Like, how is it that this is newsworthy enough in their life, let alone newsworthy in Krakow, Poland? To, like, chase this story down. How did news even make it out of Krakow, Poland? Do they have news there? No, that's why we're reading this article about a croissant. What do you imagine Krakow, Poland looks like? I picture someplace cold. Okay. And with croissants. For some reason, I was thinking, like, Antarctica. 
or like I don't, I've got Iceland. a world map right over there. We can check it out. Oh. That's, that's back there. It's I don't know if I can do that. <clears throat> and the last one, which we can get to this one, you know, maybe next time. Um, I would say go for it. Just okay. At least the headline. Michigan woman glues eyes shut after mistaking nail glue for eye drops. Now there. <laughs> this is why you read your labels, kids. This is why you read. And, and very timely, considering the uh, Gorilla Glue lady. I forgot about the Gorilla Glue right. lady. What happened with her? She filed a lawsuit. I haven't heard. We should look that up. That was my water bottle. <laughs> it sounded like a. Awesome I forgot. Topic. So, I had this water bottle, and I for, I lost the straw. So I have to drink it like tipping it back, oh. <clears throat> and it makes a cool noise. That's not annoying. Enough. I figured that's what animals sound like in Krakow, Poland. Mm. Hmm. So the Michigan woman nearly lost her vision last week after she mistook a bottle of nail glue for eye drops, according to the reports. The woman. Yesadra Williams said she went to sleep with her contact lenses in, but woke up at 1 a.m. and wanted to take them out because her eyes were dry. I'm just like, all right, it's 1 a.m. You're like, oh, I got to get up. Like, I can't get my eyes open. Like, this is outstanding. Williams said she reached inside her purse, grabbed what she believed to be eye drops. Oh, no, no, no. Her eyes were not glued shut at this point. Right, no. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. She reached in her purse, grabbed what she believed to be eye drops. Instead, Williams took a similarly sized white bottle of nail glue. Why which she, you do that? Why would you go on? Which she typically uses to repair broken fingernails. Williams was with her husband when she realized a mistake. He was. I was like, oh my goodness. And it dropped in my eye. And I tried to wipe it away. And it sealed my eyes shut, Williams said. I started throwing cold water. And I was trying to pull my eyes apart, but I couldn't. And it was just screaming for him to call 911. So here's what I see this husband being like. Can we put some of that on your mouth so you stop screaming? Right. I'm just, wow. So that's that, that second bag joke. This is what I see. Oh, I didn't even catch yeah, that, that one. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Hey oh. So that is the news of this week. That is awesome. Those were great stories. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Quick call. Thank you for that. So we'd also talked about wanting to do a little bit of a devotional, a little Bible study um, type thing each week. And so I um, figured that a good place to start would be the book of James. We, uh, we're going to start getting through the first few verses of My James. son's middle name is James. Is it really? Which it one? Is. Carter, I think. <laughs> you don't know? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of kids. I do. Whichever one controls the thermostat. Well, that's apparently not me. Right. So, yeah, so we did, a, uh, we did a study on James in a small group uh, here at the church a few, maybe two years ago at this point. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. When things were normal. So, yeah, so there's a lot of, like, uh, good things to unpack here, a lot of different things that you can, you know, kind of look at. And so we're just going to, you know, walk through the first few verses, and uh, then we will, um, you know, see, what, see what, we can, what we can learn. So... Um, so I'll read, I'll read the first uh, couple of verses, and then we'll stop and, and just kind of talk through it. So uh, we'll start at the beginning of James. And it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. And then here's where it gets interesting. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So to just, like, stop right there, Shane, 
you face trials of many kinds. I don't know where you're getting at with that. When, when you say that, what are you, what are you thinking of me? Immediately. What, what what am I thinking of? Of me. Why would you specifically say, Shane, you face many trials? Because I have known you to face trials of various kinds. Name Whether, one right now. Um, well, my friendship is one trial. Okay, I'll facing. give you that one. <laughs> Secondly, there was a trash can that took you out last year. Um, that was Somewhere. another trial. Uh, the truck that you just bought. I am still going through that trial. I still have not gotten that thing licensed. Right. Is a uh, is a trial. You have teenage kids. I do. So do you. And yeah, that's teenage kids are a trial. Right. So yeah, so I just I think when I think of various trials, do you consider trials joy? No. No. Why would you? No, you wouldn't. Well, this is what this is telling us. (laughs) Okay. Saying to count it as joy. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance. So here's, so here's one interesting thing. Is it says various kinds of trials. So that means they could be spiritual trials, emotional trials, physical trials, mental trials. And it's not just when your faith is attacked. This means everything is an opportunity to produce maturity. But when it says consider it joy... What do you think it's saying there? Do you think it's saying like, oh, this is amazing. Are you supposed to be excited about this trial? I think that what it's saying is that it's, you know, it's one of those things that you've got to keep perspective. And there's a lot of times I think where life throws something at you and it's really easy to get like sucked into that moment of saying like, woe is me. Why is this going on? And really kind of get down on yourself, get down on, you know, whatever life is throwing at you but in but what this is actually saying is that know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and so knowing that every trial is actually an opportunity to develop perseverance and then it goes on to say in verse 4 it says perseverance perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything and so that's really what trials are that's what it's saying that trials are is it like it's an opportunity for you to develop and to mature and to have, you know, a deeper understanding of what God's doing in your life? Because what you're doing whenever you face trials, you you're you need to turn those over to God. You need to hand that situation over to God. But a lot of times it's real easy for us to kind of get sucked into things, sucked into, you know, the emotions of the moment and people, you know, telling you to, you know, kind of, throw your hands up and get frustrated and everything. It's real easy to do that. So the takeaway is, so it's not saying be excited about it, but be, what do you think the word joy means there? Cause that's what I have a hard time with. So, and I'm sure people are like, it's telling me to be joyful. It's telling me, but I'm guessing that probably is means more like not the thought or like not the emotion of joy, but like, be thankful for some of these things because yeah I, yeah so I, so i'll tell you a, a real quick story um so we have crystal and i over the years what we found is that anytime we took significant steps towards what god had for us um whether that's um you know when we moved up here to st louis that there were all kinds of trials that came with that 
move. Um, or Springfield, actually, before that, there was a lot of trials there, and there was a lot of trials when we moved up to St. Louis. And it, and it's at the point, it got to the point to where after a while, I kind of, the trials didn't necessarily bother me in the same way. It was still adversity, still things you had to deal with. But I kind of took it as confirmation that we were making the right move, that we were doing the right things, because I just knew that trials would come as you're taking steps towards doing what God would want you to do. So I think that's kind of what it's talking about with joy is that like a satisfaction that, Hey, I'm, I, here's an opportunity that I something have else grow. is coming out of right. this. Yeah. That I, I can, I can depend on that. I, so, but he, here's one thing that as I was kind of unpacking this and writing, you know, thinking about this this week is that when you think about perseverance, so there's another, um, another, some translations say steadfastness. Um, I, you know, ran a marathon a couple of years ago. You were there. I was there. You were there with t-shirts of my face. I did. Um, I will, I will make those t-shirts available. If this thing blows up, those t-shirts are going everywhere. I, I, hey, I, I'm, I would be <clears throat> proud of that. Yes. Um, and so I think that part of endurance that it takes to do anything is you have to have a goal. You have to have a primary purpose because when you really think about it, it's it, it, anything that um, you know that that takes you away from a goal that gets you off of the mark of what God has for you. Where you first have to have a goal. You're not going to be. You're not going to have. Um, you're not going to have this distraction unless you're headed in a specific direction. And so I think that's part of where it starts from is knowing. You know what's your deliberate purpose? What are you loyal to? What are you have this un, unwavering steadfastness? toward and I think that's what a lot of times people struggle with from the from the get-go is not knowing what direction they're headed in and so then when life's adversities come it just kind of shifts them and then we'll find in the next couple weeks we'll get a little bit later uh, into the book of James he talks about it being like out to sea is that you have the waves that just come crashing and just kind of pull you in whatever whatever direction and I like that analogy because so I mean it's when we're talking about having joy in the midst of all this, like nobody wants to go through trials, but when you do, so you think of like these things make you stronger. So when you think of things like your marathon that you ran, not every step in that marathon was joyful. Right. It some of it just sucked. Some of it hurt. Your knees right, were hurting. Right, right. Your back was hurting. Um, you know, there were not enough porta potties around maybe for you. Uh, about every two miles. I was pretty every good two miles. Oh, okay. I, I had right. an incredible diet the day before. Really? Yeah. Okay. What did you eat the day before? I ate, um, I had a number, I think I want to say two Smoothie King uh, smoothies. So you had a bunch of sugar the day before? Uh, no. And, uh, well, maybe kind of. And I had, I want to say like I had 18 bagels. 18 bagels? Yeah, or something. It was like an astronomical It's number. called carb loading. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I, I did the math and it was like a ton of bagels. <clears throat> okay. So in that marathon, the whole time you're like, there's there's moments where you're like, oh, I don't want to finish this. I don't want to do right. this. I don't want to do this. But the reward at the end was better than anything. Like it yeah. was like you felt accomplished. You felt good. It was yeah. it was something that you could come out and be like, I am proud of this. And I'm right. so thankful that I went through this because now I'm a stronger person out of it. Right. And you got to see some amazing T-shirts afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And on that same day, Crystal was a witness of a car accident and almost didn't make it to the end of the marathon. That's true. She, she now yes. refuses to come to any of my races unless she is chauffeured. Isn't that the only one you've done? I've done a number of races. You and I did a race just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. That was a 5K. Is that really a race? 
But here's what, here's what that marathon did teach me. And just running in general is I very rarely get out of the bed and think, oh, I want to go run. I normally think, and I thought that that would like change at some point. I thought like after I'd run enough and for a few years, that I eventually get to a point to where it's like, oh, I'm going to pop up and I'm going to like look forward to doing this. That has never happened. But what has happened is I think about how I know that I'm going to feel at the end of the run. I know how I'm going to feel once it's all said and done because I've been there before because I've I've had trials, I've had difficulties, and I know how satisfying it is in the end. And so that's actually what motivates me to get out of bed and to go on a run is because I know what I'm going to feel at the end. I've never, like, regretted going on a run, even if it's been a bad run. I've never, like, regretted it because I know no matter how difficult it is and no matter how taxing it is, I know that I'm headed towards a bigger goal. And so I think that's kind of what this is alluding to is that counting it all joy when you're facing trials of many kinds is it's saying have a bigger perspective understand that change your focus yeah that here's an opportunity that yes this is going to be tough but it's an opportunity to deepen your faith it's an opportunity to kind of develop some perseverance because i think that's what i think that's what kind of makes us stronger in our faith and that's good because so I'm actually going through my own journey right now of getting healthier and creating good habits and things like that. <clears throat> and so my routine is I wake up at like five, five thirty ish. Which is on, impressive, I gotta say. I've never, I've never told you that, but yeah, I, I, it's bad impressive. things happen at six a.m. I'll tell you that. You don't yeah. see the trash can, right? <laughs> and you fall into it. We gotta tell that story at some point. At some point, I don't trust you yet. Um, so the hardest part is getting up. But I do think through that because, like, when I'm starting it out, that's generally when I'm, I'm praying, I'll listen to the Bible app, things like that. When I'm waking up, I'm not in a great place. I'm like, this is stupid. Why do I do this every morning? Right. But by time I am lapped around, I'm done with my prayer, I'm done reading the Bible app, and I'm listening to, like, you know, I don't know, Will Smith getting jiggy with it for the last half or something is that like that. Now. Okay. Now. Now. Okay. So by the last half, I feel great. My day is set up and I'm glad I did it. Right. So, I mean, it's the same analogy. So, I mean, if you're going through something, stay the course, find the joy in what's going to come out on the other side. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's key. So, yeah, so I'm excited about this. I think James is a great book. They say that, um, you know, it is, uh, it's kind of the, the Proverbs of the New Testament and that it gives very tangible advice on life. I think James is a tremendous person. I think that, um, you know, the fact that he was Jesus' brother and had, you know, just the way that hit the perspective that he had. And then when you look in the book of Acts, you see that James was a leader among leaders. And so um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a fun study. I, I really enjoyed the book of James. Do you think that James had brother issues? Like, How could he not? <clears throat> like, why can't you be more like your brother God? Well, here's one interesting thing is that he says, and I didn't point this out since you're mentioning this, is that, he didn't introduce himself as James, the brother of Jesus, because that would have been a way to certainly get some respect, but he introduced himself as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he shows that, you know, the, the reverence that he was giving his brother, that he was giving Jesus and kind of pointing towards him, not saying, you know, here's what I've done, but here's who, here's who he is. And, and he came around. He was not one. You look at different parts of Scripture, you'll see that James was not, and, and Jesus' family, was. They, they were not 
uh, believers at first. They were really skeptical. That's good. So yeah, because they probably they like, dude, I really know you. I really know kind of what you know. When you know somebody and. So it's easy when people think like, oh, that person does good things when you don't know them or like, oh man, they've done such amazing right. things. But like when you're like the relative of somebody who's done something, you're like, I mean, I've been with them. They're not that great. Yeah. Just imagine if your brother started saying that he was the son of God. He's done that before. Right. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So, so we don't have a guest this week. Our, our plan is, is we're, we're going to have some, some people in here that um, are going to talk about manliness. We're going to need more mics. Right. We will need more mics. But I think, uh, so for this week, I think it's important that we um, kind of test our manliness mm. just to see, you know, what we're starting off with. And so I, um, I, I want to ask you. Before you ask that, what would you rate your level of manliness and my level of manliness? I'd give you a solid four. A solid four? <clears throat> a solid out of, four. Like out of five? Out of probably 20. You ridiculous there's no way <laughs> i would give you a solid four no th- mm. no i would give myself um scale one to ten scale one to ten scale one to ten i would give myself a seven and i would give you seven yeah i would give myself i mean have you ever cried during a rocky movie during a rocky movie yeah no, no. i'd give you a, a four. couple of places that crying is acceptable <clears throat> weddings funerals and the grand canyon the grand canyon actually I, have I you been to weddings, the grand canyon i don't think weddings is on the list but funerals in the grand canyon have you been to the grand canyon i have not so how would you know if it's going to make you cry okay if the fact that you don't know what i'm referencing shows that i'm higher on the manly this is head. a movie quote isn't it this is ron swanson uh, I've never seen Parks and Rec. I've watched. I'm two episodes in, right. and I can't get past it. It's so stinking boring. You got to start with season two. I've told you that. But then I won't know what's going on with the characters. Okay, Ron Swanson, manly. Leslie Nope, kind of silly. Andy plays the guitar. Okay, it's kind of goofy. A lot like you. Um, what are some movies that you feel like every man should see? Over the top. With Sylvester Stallone. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay. And I'm shocked that you know that movie. <clears throat> I love that movie. I'm shocked that you know it. The Rockies. Okay. And um, all the 80s guy movies are really good. What's the other one that I was thinking of? So there's Rockies. The fact that you're struggling with this is of concern. All right, give me two while I think. Okay, so I would say Gladiator... Is a have to. You brought up Gladiator because you know I've never seen it. Gladiator. That doesn't. Yes, you have never seen it, but that doesn't change the fact that every guy should see Gladiator. I feel like we need a poll question on that. Manhood. What? Poll question. Okay. How many guys have seen Gladiator? This has backfired on you many times. That's true. You know what? We're not going to do the poll question. We don't have time for that. We don't have the fancy gadgets. Braveheart would be another one. Uh, Now, what I have seen. Is the Braveheart scene where it was done over by Kevin James, the sound guy? I think I sent you that. And if you have not seen that, check it out. Okay. Kevin James, sound guy, Braveheart. All right. So, so I've got a little <clears throat> quiz for you. Okay. You can redeem yourself. Um, I've got six different movie quotes. Oh. And if you can tell me the movie that they came from, okay. then I'm going to be impressed. My guess of six, how many do you think you're going to get? I'm going to get all six, unless the gladiator's in there or Braveheart. 
I bet you that you're going to get two. Okay. I'll be surprised if Fair you enough. get two. Okay? Quote number one. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's Bruce Willis with uh, Die Hard. All right. You're off to a smashing Haven't start. actually seen that in years, though. Smashing start. Quote number two. Are you going to do something or just stand there and bleed? Is that Monty Python? Oh, my God. <laughs> tombstone. What's Tombstone? <laughs> are you, you got to be... Are you kidding me? Wait, is that the dude with the guy with the mustache? I think he was the dad off Prancer. <laughs> you were ridiculous. I can't Is that the movie with the dude with the mustache? You know who I mean? The guy that's like the cowboy. This is why we need another person, because I need somebody in here to like <laughs> witness this and observe that, yes. This well, is... depending on how many people we get that are actually interested in this garbage, we might have some witnesses. All right. Here's one. Here's another one. Quote number three, remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last, I lied. Monsters, Inc. <laughs> His name was Sully. Commando. I've not seen this movie. Okay. You just said Does that, that have Sylvester Stallone him. in it? No, moron. It's got <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. That's the same guy. All right. I hope you get this one. Okay. I'm, I'm not feeling real confident. Say hello to my little friend. Okay, that's the Godfather. Or Scarface, sorry. Scarface. Scarface. But I will accept that you've said Godfather at first. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, you know, a lot of people kind of mix those. So what did I score on this? We're not done yet. Oh. You've only gotten one out of four. <laughs> We've already asked four. Oh, how many that's more are there? I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I said you've already gotten one out of four. Okay, gotcha. All right. Here's, here's, or I guess you got two out of four. Okay. All right, here's another one that I think you should get. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. That was Scarface. No, that was Godfather. I'm all sorry. Right. All right, all right, that was Godfather. <laughs> all right, now here's the one. So you've gotten three. Okay. All right, which is one more than I thought you would get. <laughs> okay. Here's the last one. I could have killed them all. I could kill you. In town, you're the law. Out here, it's me. Don't push it. Don't push it or I'll give you a war you won't believe. Let it go. Let it go. That was Elsa. (laughs) (laughs) You clearly... (laughs) She's saying let it go. So what is that from? That's from Rambo. See, all right. When I watched Rambo... Technically Last Blood. I was like eight when I watched Rambo. I don't remember what I ate for dinner last night. You said 80s movies, and I guess this I, this might have been 79. Yeah, Rambo was more like Rambo, 70s. I don't know. Let's, let's I was just a young little guy. I'm, I'm really kind of curious now. But I, I, think, I think Rambo definitely falls in that 80s. Okay. I've got some for you that I don't need a Google machine for, right. and I want to see how manly you are. Okay, so this quote 83. is... The last blood was 83. Okay. That was the year I was born. How was I supposed to remember that? Okay. So, ooh, would you look at the bun on that? Yeah, he must work out. Dumb and dumber. Okay, all right. Um, Let's see here. What's the other one? Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Tommy boy. Dang it. Okay. Um, 
This is airspace. Oh, Come on, man. Gotta, like, I'm trying to find a good quote from. Okay. As if, uh, you know. From now on, all the toilets in the land will be called John's. Hmm. That's a good one. If you don't get this one, you fail. Because that is the most iconic movie. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on that one. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was. Have you not seen videos. that movie? I've seen it once. Like You've only seen in, Robin like, Hood, Men in Tights one time. Yes. Why? Because I'm a man. <laughs> okay. I, I guarantee you, you would not be of the popular opinion with that one. We should we should find out. Uh, we should find out. Yeah. We should find out. All right. What else did we have? That was it for this for this uh, episode. Okay. Question for you. Yeah. We are about thirty six minutes in. We got a, f- a few more minutes. Yeah. For you, what would you say makes a genuine man? Is this serious? It's your answer. A genuine man. I would think, um, you know, someone that uh, works, someone that isn't afraid to like, you know, that's got some motivation to them that, you know, is, will go out there and get a job, will, you know, be productive, whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, something with your hands, something with your mind, something, you know, I think a, a man um, is somebody that, that produces and takes pride in what he produces. I think a lot of times we we take a, we live in a society that we have a lot of uh, pride in what we consume, but few people have pride in what they produce. So I think that's one of the marks of, of being a man is taking pride in producing something every every day. Okay. What is your favorite part of being a husband or a father or both? Um, I would say. Um, being able to uh, be a part of the adventures that my kids are going on and like where they're at in life. Like I have my own memories of, you know, all each of my kids, you know, the different ages that they are. I have memories of myself when I was their ages, but I don't, you know, that's the only perspective that I had on what it's like to be that age. And so it's kind of cool to be able to, experience life with them knowing that they too one day will be able to reflect back i mean i was just talking with elijah um on the way to school and i uh i can't remember what we were talking about but it was something it was uh it was something that an experience that i had in high school and i said and i am now telling you about that one day you're going to be able to tell your son oh well when i was in high school i remember your grandpa said this on the way to school like you know so just that kind of stuff of being able to see the generational things okay good answers thank you all right thank you so are we gonna go ahead and cut this off for the first episode i think so man all right well this was great hopefully people like it yeah and we'll keep this going yeah and And we're um, we're gonna have some guests next time i believe next time we are gonna have the lovely and the talented john strauss yeah who will talk to us about lawn maintenance yeah so so be sure to tune in we've also got some Guys lined up. We're going to talk about gun safety. Gun safety. We're going to hear about. Uh, we're going to hear about gun safety. We're also going to hear about how to tie a tie and how to uh, give a firm handshake. So all kinds of stuff. That Who's that men guest? Need to know. Let's 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 talk about that. Yeah. Well, I think it's important. Guys okay. Need to know how to all right. Firmly shake hands and be presentable. That is actually the lost art. I actually taught my son how to shake hands before his first job interview. 
and it was good. Taught him how to shave. Good things. My, I didn't teach my son how to shave. That's because you don't have a good beard. All of a sudden, he, he, that logic does not stand to reason. <laughs> All of a sudden, one day, I find out that he's like been shaving. Really? Did that bother you? It did a little bit. Yeah. We found out on a call with my dad. And so oh. the three generations are on one phone call. And my son said something about how he's shaving. And I stopped and I said, you're shaving now? And he said, yeah. But I, you know, like, I've been shaving for a while. That's the worst. I don't want people. It's a little bit awkward. Yeah. Now, I, my dad didn't teach me how to shave. Oh. Like I, you know, I just kind of figured it out. So my facial hair grows to the side. Yes, it does. It does. And the reason is, is because my parents didn't trust me enough to shave on my own. They made me use an electric razor, but it had oh. the triangle with the three things. So it oh, spun. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fairly certain that's why my facial hair grows in all white trashy like. Oh, well. Yeah. At least you have a reason. But I would say now that this is a big, luscious, flowing beard, it's yeah. straight. Yeah, I know. It, look, it, it looks great. It does look great. It looks great. Thank all you. Right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Absolutely. Until next time. Till next time. Till next time.